money. I don't have your money. I know I'd be a lot happier with some extra cash. Is this about money? Oh, man, we got bills to pay, buddy. <laughs> Obviously, this is all about money. I got to talk to you about money. With practical tips and a focus on scripture, let's talk money with Dave and Reb from More Than Enough, the financial show that speaks to the heart of your money story. Real conversations about money for real people. Let's talk money. Are you ready to talk money, Reb? I'm ready to talk money. Good. You got me laughing this morning. We're just continuing on the laugh. (laughs) Uh, Gotta bring that, bring the conversation around here, Um, Reb. Your your smile is beautiful this morning. Thank you. I met I met a gentleman last uh, evening, um, and uh, he has. Uh, he was telling me his story f- for quite a while yesterday, and uh, the his la- parted greeting to me was, "Keep smiling, just smiling." There we go. Yeah, and you're doing so, it. So, there I am. You know. So it's my. He's reminded me of that. So there you go. You get smiles this morning, dear. Welcome to the show, all those that are listening. This is the show where we talk about the hard issues around money, and I was just uh, interrupted this morning as we started the show by my wife's smile. So what can I say? <laughs> you just got into that. So Today we've got Ray Borg with us, the Executive Director of Compass Canada, and Ray, we're going to bring you into the conversation right away. Well, because you're a veteran here, you're, you're part of the group. So welcome, Ray, to the show again. Thanks for being Thank here. You guys. <laughs> so today, um, as is, we're, we're in the fall. If for those of you who have made it through that first September rush, congratulations. <laughs> Give yourself a pat on the back or something. It's like, okay, we're at the end of September, and we made it through that first crunch through September, getting the kids to school on time, all of that. Going to do a little shout out to the uh, the people down in Cornwall. We were at a seminar last night in Cornwall, mm-hmm. which was just a hoot, and uh, that was enjoyable. And uh, hopefully... They're waking up this morning a little more free than they were last night. (laughs) That's right. right. So that's the point. And so Rebecca and I have so much fun doing those seminars. So if you uh, would like to hear Reb and I in real life person, you have to call the office. Go to Mm morethanenough.ca. The phone number there is 613-520-4157. And we'll see what we can arrange. And we do an assortment of seminars if you're willing. But the the most popular one is the financial fitness seminar because that's got all the practical pieces in it. Yeah, that's where we talk about debt and getting out of debt. It's where we talk about um, just all the tips and tricks that, we, that that are around that in terms of regular cash flow and, and stuff. So, great. Reb, we've taken a long introduction I today. Know. I know. I think we're feeling the just the peace of God in here this morning. So, mm-hmm. it's kind of like a blanket, mm-hmm. actually. So, mm-hmm. here's, uh, here's uh, praying that all of you feel that same peace today after the kind of crazy month of natural disasters we've been a part of around the world. And um, so, yeah, that's what God's giving us this morning here, mm-hmm. this, this blanket of peace. So, But I do have scripture verses, and they're actually one of Dave's favorite ones that he quotes to me all the time. And I finally... You know, it's a verse about money too. I, I'm just throwing know, that in there. It is okay. So there's this passage of scripture in Corinthians, Second Corinthians eight, and Paul is talking uh, to the folks about their giving, and 
you can read those few chapters actually about it and um, maybe get a commentary to help you understand what he is talking about. But there are these verses that Dave has brought up to me over and over again. And finally, I was reading this passage and I said, there, it's, it is scripture. You haven't just been making it up. This is great. <laughs> so, yeah, he's laughing. Sometimes but. she wonders. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, where are those verses? He goes, oh, somewhere in the New Testament. So finally I found them. It's 2 Corinthians 8, verse 13 to 15. Our desire is not that others might be relieved while you are hard-pressed, but that there might be equality. At the present time, your, your plenty will supply what they need, so that in turn, their plenty will supply what you need. The goal is equality. As it is written, the one who gathered much did not have too much, and the one who gathered little did not have too little. This is the national, uh, New International Version, and I feel like I should read them again, but if you can go to 2 Corinthians 8, verse 13 to 15, and go read it later, read it in a bunch of different translations, because it is a fascinating passage and leads us into what we want to talk about today. Mm -hmm. And um, really, it is about equality. It's about sharing. And it's about what do our finances really look like? And I know we talk about money all the time when we talk about debt and all these issues around it. But we wanted to dig in a little bit into what does your what should your bank account and your spending plan what is it actually should it reflect in our lives so and ray i know um you know it's a question that we get asked mm-hmm. all the time right. in a sense of so you know what is the right way or what is it supposed to look like so that that people can say well i'm doing it right Don't, do you get that when oh, with your work with yes. compass yeah. all the time yes so so we that's really what we thought we're gonna we're gonna start this conversation around that question that uh, that i think is is somewhere along the line in your financial story you are gonna go well is this what it's supposed to look like? Is this what my finances are supposed to look like? And and I think Paul addresses it so well. And I think the NIV does highlight it when he says, the goal is equality. And isn't that um, so counterculture? Isn't, you know, when we <laughs> look know, at we're, it. We're, we're looking at each other singing, yeah, that's an obvious one. I have to be honest. When you put this scripture down, I was like, I don't think I've ever read this. Or that I can recall mm-hmm. it ever in that word equality. It's like, seriously? Yeah. I had to think through that one. And even hearing you talk about it again, it's like, okay, that's mm-hmm. right. One can create wealth and another struggles just to yes. manage life issues. And so how do we reciprocate? And money may be one exchange, but there are life True. Stories that we can exchange that we learn from each other. Well, and, and, and even situationally, you know, when we look at you may have been in a situation where at some point you were making good money and, and you had extra and then, you know, you lose a job or you get sick or some life circumstance happens and then all of a sudden now I don't have the enough to, to you know, in terms of – so even in our own lives – we may find that difference of equal inequality mm-hmm. happening over the stretch of, of years and going, I might be a giver at one point and a receiver at another point, and I have to be okay with that. 
But I, I think as even as we talk about this, and I'm hearing David, you have to, for the listener, you have to understand that David's whole motivation comes out of these verses. We do what we do at More Than Enough to, to give people this knowledge and to get people's finances to a place, not so that you're spending it on yourselves, but that you start to share it with other people. Because that this is scripture. This is God's heart. And we have been personally, and I think Ray has too, on both sides. You have plenty, you can give more, but then you're on the other part of neediness and and we don't like to be on the needy side mm-hmm. we we don't really like it and when we were talking about just having this discussion you know we talk about the word giving and dave's and and mother i said mother Teresa actually says giving is really sharing and dave says how what a great concept that is if we think of ourselves as sharing what we have then there is equality even in that word right because giving denotes this Let's just back up. Giving can denote this idea of of maybe self pride. You know, I'm Ray. I'm going to give you something. I'm going to mm-hmm. give you, right. and, and you're going to receive it. And so there, you know, there can be this little hierarchy going on where I'm the giver, you're the receiver. When really, when we think about it, wait a minute. As a giver, I'm, I'm sharing with you, and so I'm actually giving and receiving, and you are giving and receiving. And I heard the the an advertisement on CHRI this morning from one of our local charities, and that was one of the messages that came out of that advertising was, was our volunteers go out to help those who are homeless and they get blessed. He says mm-hmm. they, they actually are, are blessed just as much as the people they're going out to help. And we're going, yeah, you know, we kind of say, of course. But that can be every part of our interaction um, when we're talking about money and when we're talking about how we handle money. And I think the 2,350 verses that are in Scripture that God <laughs> yes. says, "Let's." this is how you handle money, I think a lot of those verses, when we look at it from that context of equality, that's God's goal. That's his plan. And as Paul writes, you know, this is the goal. The goal is equality so that, you know, we've just experienced a, a fall where Equality happened through storm, through all of the, you know, we look south to our neighbors in the south and we see all of the devastation that's happening and we go, it doesn't matter how much you made before the storm, we are all in the same boat, we're all huddling in the same corner, regardless of our our state of income when a storm like that blows through and that really levels the playing field and uh, that also gives us the opportunity then to share we begin sharing just, okay, uh, if I've got some food or you, you know, you need a hand or we're going to save, you know, everybody's working together. Mm -hmm. If there was a one stitch of plywood and it was going up on somebody's wall to, to protect and keep the people safe. Right. So have you ever experienced Ray, um, that, that, um, you wanted to give, like it's like you said though if we didn't know these verses are there are we really thinking about equality when we're giving like have you have you had that well you know i I've, i was just pondering as i was listening to dave talk but um i was thinking about you know equality maybe that doesn't mean necessarily the same like you know hundred dollars here hundred dollars here hundred dollars here i was thinking you know father our heavenly father looks after our needs if we all share amongst ourselves 
that might look very different. But if you think about it just within the context of the, the natural family, a mother and a father, they look after the needs of their children. They provide the basics, the home, the food, transportation, care, clothing, all that kind of stuff. But if you have certain needs, if they're involved in certain sports or some kind of activity, right. then you provide those resources as they get older. If they need glasses or something, then you pay for those kind of things. So they're still looking after all the kids all equally but it may look differently. Right. It's not like, you know, that I, is I, I, such a good, that is that is such so a good, good point. because I was thinking at Christmas, you know, like my mom's like, well, I gave them $50. So I have to go make sure I spend, you know, $50 because I've only spent $30 for now. I'm like, no, oh, this, you yeah. know, if oh, one yeah. toy costs 50 and the other toy costs 30, it's quite all right. The kids never know. I mean, Don't worry. Right. Yep. Like, but there is a sense, well, I've got to do it equally. And, totally true that is a totally great and, point. and that goes across the board that can be your inheritance yeah. you know when we're talking about estate planning and what we do with money and all that and going well do we give equally to each of our kids Ooh, there's a something we won't go into well, that this show but my goodness that would be uh, interesting right and and then you have the you know ray you you said it right on we have one daughter who has braces and we have a son who doesn't well from a a monetary perspective, <laughs> we're spending significantly more right now on our daughter who has braces just because that's her need. Right, but yeah. I'd never <laughs> considered that be, to be an inequality, no. right? I yeah, didn't right. even cross my mind until you brought it up. So thank you, Ray. <laughs> Appreciate that. <laughs> but it's a very good point that 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 it. It won't be dollars and cents wise. It's gonna. It's not gonna come down to ninety nine dollars and ninety eight cents for everybody. It's gonna be what we see as the need. And I, I could say, David and I, in our journey the last ten years, had have had uh, all kinds of seasons financially. And uh, I still have to, you know, I question the Lord on some of those things sometimes. But this one season, we didn't have an income at all, and we thought, okay. Do, he's doing more than enough starting the coaching, but what do we do? And we were praying, and someone called out of the blue and said, well, I, I, we think we're supposed to pay your mortgage for the rest of the year. And that goes back to the giving and receiving, because especially Dave, he, I, his heart is to give, right? So he, I'm the youngest child. I love receiving stuff, so it's maybe not so much a big deal for me, but... He, in particular, I know you had to learn, okay, what does this look like? And can I receive someone paying my mortgage for nine months? I mean, what an incredible gift to us. It took stress off. It, it was a gift. I mean, what do you say mm -hmm. other than thank you, Father? But I know that this couple wasn't going out and then doing that for, you know, 10 other people. That wasn't. But for us, that was the need that they were supplying. And it answered this this scripture and let's clearly. let's zoom out a little bit into the community in the context of our current culture which says let's look at the neighbors let's look at the you know the person across the street or or what where you know wherever we can see them and look at the stuff they have and compare ourselves to those <laughs> because this goes to that other part of equality we have to be careful with uh, are we going to compete with the jones and try and be exactly like them and keep up with them or is god got something else in mind has he got this idea that well, wait a minute you can, and we can. I'm thinking of a half a dozen scriptures where where God specifically says, "Hey, don't you worry 
about that person over there or that situation over there. I've got that handled. You just do and obey what I want you to to do and obey, whether it's Abraham and Lot or, you know, we can, again, I can think of a half a dozen Because as you say that, I'm thinking we justify our giving. Well, Mm -hmm. they can afford to go get takeout, so I'm not going to make them a meal. Right. Yes. Oh, I hear you. Right. Right. Yeah. So, but the issue is, what is the father putting on your heart to do and asking you to do? I know. Because a, a friend of ours was sharing their missionaries, and so she had her hair done recently. And somebody said, oh, you must have a good flow of income right now that you're doing that. <laughs> it was like, but it was like she knew from Father that that was important to her, and then God provided for that. Mm-hmm. And so sometimes, yeah, we just kind of place value and judgment on those yes. kinds of things and recognizing that Father does look after those needs and being obedient when you feel prompted. Sometimes we filter and screen that all out. It's like, oh, well, they can go and do that. They can do that. You don't know what's going on behind the scenes or in the heart issues, right? Right. So, I mean, we want to go a little bit back to it because I'm practical. I know I'm the practical guy and all that. (laughs) But when we look at cash flow, when we look at our our ins and outs and and what they – I mean, we do know, and Ray, you you tweet that in me, that – we need to be obedient to the Lord as he's leading. You know, we know that the Lord doesn't want us to be in debt. That's a given. He mm-hmm. said it so many times through scripture. It's his heart that we live free. So, you know, one of the, the, the checks that we can have is simply, hey, if the thing that you're doing is leading you into debt, well, I think we never better navigate that a little bit slowly. I think we better just, okay, now, what are the real motivations of my heart here in making this financial decision? Um, you know, we've shared the story a few years ago where I wanted to, uh, you know, I had it on my heart to install a different heating system in our house, and I got ahead of the Lord, and it cost us time and aggravation and money. It, it cost us and I was really being disobedient on all whole bunch of fronts uh, because there were some really big red flags that I should have paid attention to and didn't. So it's a motivation of my heart. I can look at that now and I can share that now here in the room and be all. But at the time, I was like, well, I can justify it and it's a good thing. And I wasn't even competing with the Joneses because I I was saving God money because propane was so expensive last year and we heat with propane and all of this stuff. But the reality was it wasn't God's timing. It wasn't what, in a sense, he had planned. And again, as we look at being a steward of God's resources, then checking with the Lord and mm-hmm. say, okay, Lord, yes. sometimes I know. He says, I know, Dave, you want to have a heating system and it's going to save your money, but let's do it my way. And so there's that God's will and then there's God's way. And so sometimes we we get the God's will part and we get all excited. <laughs> and then we have to slow down, especially when it comes to money. Because so often we can say in this culture, well, then we'll just go into debt. We'll just use credit to, to accomplish God's will. I'm not sure. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just saying it. I'm not sure that that's what we need to do. Uh, again, that might... And we're not saying that we haven't done it the wrong way either. But we're, we're still learning, as I'm sure Ray is still learning on how to... Yes, yes. That, that place of um, 
you know, that power struggle within mm-hmm. yourself sometimes, mm-hmm. how you are, like Dave, you talked about, you argue with yourself, kind of <laughs> you justify and rationalize things, <laughs> that kind of stuff. And that whole sense of knowing that the peace of the Lord actually comes and fills your heart. There's no sense of pressure and anxiety. You've got to go and make it happen mm-hmm. or do something. But when you just stop and ask God, Father, are you going to meet this need in some other way? Is there a timing thing, you know, in that place of just knowing his peace? Then you know, okay, Lord, that's kind of an earmark. I'm journeying mm-hmm. in the right direction here. And if you're fighting it, you have to – what I'm starting to learn for myself is stopping yourself and saying, why do I want this so badly? And sometimes I just don't want to ask the question. I want that thing, <laughs> so I'm going to go get the thing. I'm going to ask – you know, Dave always says it's easier to ask forgiveness and permission. You know, you're not going to your husband or your spouse or your kids or wh- whoever you're accountable to or your coach for that matter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> or the Lord. Or the <laughs> Lord. And you're not going and saying, okay, why does this matter so much? Why do I feel that we have to get this done now? And and it's surrender, really. And this whole journey of equality and sharing and giving, it all comes down to what you guys have already said is our walk with the Father. And how is He communicating to us? Because we can, I'm just really stuck on, you know, if we look at our neighbor and our neighbors are making you know, twice the wage we are, and we think, well, we don't need to give to them. But the Lord is very clearly saying, you know, go help them with this and this and this. You know, and you think, well, they could just hire someone. Like, we've got to shed those thoughts because we have no clue what's going on in the hearts of our neighbors or our family members. And what an act of kindness. Even if you're out there and you think, I don't have any money right now, I'm trying to get out of debt and I don't have that much money. You know, you ask the Lord, you don't just share money, you share your life, your expertise, your hugs, your love, your a phone call, words, encouragement. Any of those things are a part of of leading people, leading a, the community into equality and not having that self-righteous judgment. Because I can say in the past, and we still struggle with it, we come from strong European stock. We have like, we're the givers, we're very proud. Look at us give. Oh, aren't we awesome? And we've had some people that we've helped that have really taught us, you know, that we've had to swallow it and say, you're right, we did it wrong. We've mm-hmm. hurt you in the process. And those experiences are invaluable, but but that sharing idea, it's awesome. Well, and, I, and again, I, I think if we go back to the verse you started with um, in verse 15, and we look at, you know, the one who gathers much did not have too much, and the one who gathered little does not have too little. And, you know, on the one hand, if you have too much, you become distracted. You maybe get a little off center. Again, we start replacing that relationship with the Lord, and and because we've got lots, and we see that again. If we look in Scripture, if we look in our own lives, and how many times do we stray from the Lord? It's usually when we're comfortable and when things are going okay, and oh, I don't have to be quite as checking in with the Lord as much as I, <laughs> so maybe. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, okay, wait a minute, and, and so. In some ways, I think this idea of equality is really just God's idea for saying, for keeping us connected to him, to keep us to say, mm-hmm. you know what, I'm, I'm giving you, and he talks in the scripture and other places about giving more responsibility and less responsibility in terms of talents and resources. And, and again, we look at that and go, wait a minute, all of these things are really connected somehow to this God's plan around equality, that 
He's not going to raise people up or, or lower people down just based on status or based on opportunity or, mm-hmm. or money. Because right now, if you look at all the people who are suffering through the hurricanes and tropical storms, if, if a rich person loses it all or a poor person loses it all, they're all standing on the same beach mm-hmm. trying to mm-hmm. uh, clean up and <clears throat> trying right. to find water and trying to find food. And it, 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 it levels the playing field right there. And there's equality. And I know, there's a song Brian Dirksen has. It's, I'm thinking of it's, he, it's called Welcome to the Place of Level Ground. Mm-hmm. And it's level ground. In front of the cross, we're all on level ground. And I think sometimes we need to wake up. And Beth Moore says, you throw yourself at the feet of the Father every morning. Remind yourself who you are. Mm. That we, it's a level playing field, and Jesus has made it level. But He has a great care and concern for the poor and the widow and the orphan, and and we need to pay attention to the needs around us, so that we can help and be connected with the Father, so we hear what He's saying. Mm-hmm. So. And that is Old Testament, New Testament, right? I mean, if we go back to Deuteronomy, the law. Now do this, do this, do this. Why? So that there will be no poor among you, right? I mean, in, in English translation, so that there'll be equality, so that there will be an equalization. We look at the whole, um, the, the Sabbath and the year of Jubilee and, and all of these mechanisms that God writes in the law in the Old Testament produce equality produce that and how many times doesn't god speak against pride against us raising ourselves up above one another Mm -hmm. i mean you know again bring that into our finances and say well what does it look like and we started the question rev with you know what do our finances look like and and what's the right way and what should it look like well if i've got more than i need and sometimes if i've got just a little bit more than i need then maybe I need to start looking at where is God touching my heart so that I can bring someone up or I can encourage someone or if I can share what I have with someone who, you know, again, it's the heart issue. It's about how God speaks to your mm-hmm. heart. Yes. Wow. I think there's only a couple minutes left. I got a little high sign from Dan, our producer, <laughs> saying, Dave, you better slow down and not talk so much. <laughs> We're coming up to the end, and this has been—I mean, this has been a, a, a really interesting conversation of looking at the entirety of Scripture, but also then bringing it right back to our own finances and saying, "How does that play? How does that play out?" Right? Mm-hmm. Maybe Ray, can you just pray for us? Sure. Father, thank you for um, things you even stirred on our heart as we were conversing today. Father, we thank you that um, you desire for us to look after our brothers and sisters, because truly we are in the family, and uh, Lord, we share life experiences together, Mm -hmm. just as those who've um, had the devastation of earthquakes Mm -hmm. and hurricanes. Um, Father, you level the ground in that place, but Lord, in eternity we'll have level ground. And so, Father, would you continue to prompt our hearts? Those times when we are struggling with choices we need to make, would you give us the strength and the boldness mm-hmm. to make the right decisions as we feel your prompting? When it, re- when it calls for us to release the finances, Lord, that we would be obedient, not to filter, to not to rationalize, but Lord, just to walk it out and to say, yes, Lord, and Father, use me. And so, Lord, would you continue to stir our hearts, give us understanding how we can steward our finances, 
uses for kingdom purposes in this hour. And we just say thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks, Ray. And thanks for joining us again. So great, great to be with you guys again. It's great. I'm going to leave you with a question because I think this is a, just a little homework, a little practical homework. And the question is this. What does it mean for each of us to take what we have and share? I want you to ponder that question. I want you to put that question into action this week is what does it take or what does it mean for each of us to take what we have and share? Mm-hmm. So it's very individual. Mm-hmm. I'll read it one more time just so you get it so you don't have to hit repeat and come back again. So what does it mean for each of us to take what we have and share? I'll leave that with you. And let us know. Let us know on Facebook. You can, uh, of course, listen to the podcasts on iTunes. Just search Let's Talk Money with Dave and Reb. And, of course, on morethanenough.ca and chri.ca. All of those have downloadable podcasts. And send us your response. On Facebook. We'll do that on Facebook. So thanks for joining us and join us next week as we talk money. Let's Talk Money is a division of More Than Enough Financial Fitness, where God is transforming hearts and bringing hope for today and freedom for tomorrow. For more information or to comment on today's show, please visit morethanenough.ca.